Hey all, I know you missed me. Is this how Gossip Girl starts out? I never watched the show, except for maybe when I was at my friend's place that one time. Anyways, <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Hot Spring. Yay! I am your host, Wildish, um, the one and only. And thank you for listening to this podcast where we focus on numerous... T- Wait, what the fuck? Damn. Thank you for listening to this podcast where we focus on numerous topics around mental health society, culture, and pop culture. And I keep saying that. I know I haven't been standing on business like this isn't going to be about pop culture. Not yet. I have yet to find something that's in most like interesting enough to talk about or something that I care enough about. Like I'm really not in the loop like that. Like the only way that I know about pop culture things is literally from other podcasts. And if I start doing that, if I start seeing other things from other podcasts, and it's like, what? This is giving very much uh, copycat is giving very much leech it's giving very much unoriginal ideas like like i might might as well just get it from the source like from tmz or actually let me not even let me not even i'm not getting my shit from the shade room which is oof anyways all right yeah we talk about life lessons too um i guess today's episode is kind of like a life lesson right um being your own biggest op being your own biggest opposition Uh, but before we get into that i need to (laughs) i need to share what what the hell was going on before I even pressed record? Like before I even got to like sit down, like I just brewed my tea, I brewed my, I brewed my tea and I set it down and obviously like I record from my laptop. And so and I'm recording at my desk, obviously. And I have to move my shit out of the way. Like I was moving my, I had to move my monitor out of the way. And, <laughs> and, and so I was moving my monitor out of the way and, and, and mind you, this thing is like on like an arm. Like it's giving very much like entered. Like it's giving very much like Five Nights at Freddy's spring lock. You know what I mean? Like if you like, you know, you, like it's moving it is like, you know, like from the VR thing where it's like, you're like, it's like, oh, move this part and make sure that the fun time Freddy doesn't do this. Like it's giving very much that like it's an arm on the fucking monitor. Anyways. um, And so I'm moving it and I'm like, whoa, this bitch really stiff. Like she get really getting sturdy. Like she from New York or something like. <laughs> and they're like, why, why is it not moving? Nice thing I know. Bloop. <sighs> Just like that. <laughs> and, and guess what? That, it was my tea. My um, I don't know what kind of herb, but it's like it's like some sort of herb that's supposed to like go do well for like your immune system. And stuff and also because i just like i think it makes me really official when i drink tea before i start podcasting i'd be like damn like i'm really that girl like i really need to warm up my vocals like this is my instrument this is my money maker um this is the throat like come on now the thirsty and, and so i was like no fucking way and, mind you cables and shit everywhere like i keep my shit clean for the most part but i was like it's getting all over the cables it's getting all over the mat like the the um like the mouse mat thing, pad, whatever the thing you call it. Like I have it across my desk. Um, it's getting all over the floor. It's getting over the wall. Um, if my building heard that last part, it did not get all over the wall. The wall is actually very dry. Um, for legal, re- legal reasons, the wall is dry. There, it's, it's fine. And so I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing myself tonight. I'm, I'm really, yeah, tonight's the, tonight's the night. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And so I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so now I gotta like um redo my whole shit. Like I have to uh 
they bring out the mat. I, it's actually in the wash for the first time, mind you. I never watched this thing before. Don't even know if you're supposed to be washing like mouse mats like that. But then, then again, I get. I, th- I guess they can get really grubby and shit. So maybe it's like the best for the best. You know, what I mean? maybe the universe is looking out for me, which is what I thought. What I thought. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like if you're if you're in tune. I'm t- touching my temple right now. If you're in tune, bitch, then maybe you're like, oh, this sounds really similar to like the burnt toast theory. And if you don't know the burnt toast theory, toast burnt toast burnt toast theory it's like oh if you're about to like go somewhere and you burn your toast it's like damn now i have to remake my toast to spend this extra like five ten minutes you know redoing the shit and you know because of that it's supposed to be seen as like good luck because then you sort of miss whatever catastrophic thing might have happened to you or some sort of <laughs> catastrophic is really it's i'm, I'm reaching here i'm reaching um <laughs> please um not catastrophic but just like any sort of like bad thing like oh something bad not bad or like something unpleasant i said a lot unpleasant some unpleasant thing could have happened to you that same morning but because you took extra time not by choice really you sort of avoid that like oh like the universe is watching out for you oh or universe or higher power i need to be inclusive here damn but that's what I thought it was giving. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and music, it, you know what? It gave me something to rant about. It gave me something to talk about. It hopefully gave you guys a laugh. It gave me um, a laugh. And I'm hoping you guys can't hear the the mats uh, flopping around. Flopping flopping and squelching around in the in the washing machine. Like freshly filled bussy. Because <laughs> like, I, like I put it on low. I put it on like low spin. So maybe it, like even the, I don't know. I don't know, but I know I have to go take it out at some point. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> I have to put them in in the dryer and hopefully, hopefully they'll still be intact. And if not, like they're like kind of expensive, so I was like, like maybe like it better be able to like dry, wash and dry just fine. But anyways, here we are after all my trials and tribulations, um, and I guess we can like sort of get into uh, the t- the topic at hand you know, the real shit that we talk about, but also I hope you enjoyed that little like ramp because I kind of want to like, I love that. Like I, I feel, I feel refreshed. I feel reborn. I feel, uh, revitalized. Um, you know, all it took was for my tea's water to break all over my desk and now I have content. So it's really like a win win. I mean, everything's dry now, so I think I'm good, but no, oh, and also, I feel like it's the universe telling me, bitch, you need to get on your shit. Because first of all, it took me, it's taken me forever to actually record these episodes. Like I released three, if you remember, if I mentioned in one of the episodes or all of them, probably. That I was like, oh, like, you know, changing the game with a digital drop. Like I'm going to drop three at once. So you bitches have something to like, um, you know, to like binge watch, <laughs> not binge watch, but to binge. And then, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, I can like chill. I can cool it for a little bit. Like I don't really have to be so ooh, you know what i mean like, i don't have to like be on top of the shit because like i was already on top of shit in advance so i'm kind of ahead and you guys are gonna listen to it and if you get bored you can listen to it again anyways um but <laughs> long-winded way to get to my point being that maybe it's a good maybe it was a good thing because now <laughs> i can't play video games which is actually what i've been doing instead of recording don't be mad pookie don't be mad i'm back now back by force because now i can't i like i literally can't like if i wanted to play a video game like my sensitivity would be all the fuck all the way fucked up like um like (laughs) 
like cannot play cannot play my Call of Duty and shit on the straights in that game. Like, because if I move the mouse, then all of a sudden my character gonna look like it's voguing. Like, because it's because the desk is smooth. There's no like traction to it. Like, anyway, you get it. I hope you get it. Anyways, being your biggest op, yes, yes. Let's get into her, into it, into him, into them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being your biggest hater, being your own biggest op, uh, girl, what a damn, where do I even begin? I mean, I guess I can start with the, the title. I know I described it in the description because I can see the description and like breaking the fourth wall here. I can see it in my face right now. Like it's in, it's in the document. Um, but for the sake of the episode or whatever, let me just explain op AWP. Um, it's the, it's a sniper rifle from CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. It's what you're, it's probably what you've seen your straight roommates play, maybe once or twice, or hear them talk about, or if anybody's straight, actually, you know what, if there's anybody that you know that's straight in your life, <laughs> not if, please, I, I mean, if one, a girl can dream, you know, a girl can dream, the world would be a lot better, you know, anyway, anyway anyways, um, if you've known any straight man who plays any sort of piece, like if you know a straight man and they have a PC, the likelihood of them playing CSGO is very, very high. I'd like to think. <laughs> and the context um, of it all is that they're both the op, 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 op damn, like I'm confusing myself with this shit. My God, the AWP came first. And then there's the OP, OP, the op. Operator. I mean, that's like it's called the op operator in Valorant for my Valorant girlies, I guess. Um, damn, I like I haven't played that game in so long. Like, I'm so tired of the, that damn community. Um, but I mean, I watch the esports things. It's like so fun. And it's a lot more. It's like it's like it's it's like more serious than Overwatch, but then like more cunty than CS:GO. The girls are gonna get it. Anyways, um, from the respective games, they're the most expensive in-game item. Meaning what? They do a lot of damage, yes, ma'am. Um, and essentially, it's a it's giving very much one shot, one kill um, to almost like any body part in the in this game or in the games. And the reason why I <laughs> and the reason why I named the episode this because first of all, one thing about me when I'm recording this damn thing is gonna I'm gonna give a pog I'm gonna give a, a fucking name to this episode. Like the name is gonna eat down. Like come on, now, did Lululemon? girl for the girls gamers and damers please memorable and that's why it's the most listened to episode so far mind you we're almost at 100 listens which is kind of crazy i know it's not that kind of crazy because i know i at least have 20 loyal hoes at least tuning into each episode um but i mean like i'm gonna look back at this like in a year from now and i'll be like oh my god like i used to think that you know 20 people per episode is like really nice anyways you're your own biggest tool of destruction. And I genuinely mean that. Like, I mean, think back to like any sort of time. I mean, do I even have to say that? I mean, I feel like we know the like, girl, come on. We're all mentally ill. We're all mentally queer. Hold on. <laughs> we're all mentally ill and we're all likely queer here. Okay. To some extent, uh, we're, we're all on a spectrum of some sort. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> and so, Sometimes you have to like, sometimes like when you're looking back and I guess this is like a privilege of sorts being somebody who's been to therapy, not enough of it clearly, but, and done like the shadow work 
you know, obviously we're still doing it. It's like an ongoing process, but you get what I mean. When you look back and just like the things at my lowest points or even any low point for that matter, the things that I say to myself, like, damn, like the one, like, uh, um, maybe I should put this in like the, in the episode description, not description, but like, you know how on Spotify, at least you can like ask for, ask for either feedback or you can change it and ask for a specific thing. It is, I mean, if I could ask like, oh, what's like the harshest thing you've ever said to yourself? Actually, that doesn't sound like a good idea. So <laughs> if it's not there, you know why, because I have good judgment or a decent judgment. But anyways, like my biggest thing, or at least like the one shot, one kill, that would always, oof, it would really get me, girl. Like, I I think it was something, I, I feel like it's like such a class, not a classic, please. It's a cult classic, actually. I would always, like sometimes like, just like make myself feel worse if i'm like in a in a better not not better if i'm in a like a in a bad in a bad situation or bad mental state i'd be like oof and this is why nobody loves you damn <laughs> like and and that's not even the case most of the time not well almost all the time anyway like where am i getting that from oh nobody truly loves you whoa like those are fighting words and that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my mind, among other like, oh, you're not doing enough, oh, you're not this, oh, you're not that kind of thing. But it's like, why am I talking to myself crazy like that? Because I listen, I would never say that to anybody else. The same way back in um back in the other episode, if you would say, <laughs> if you can't say it in person, you can't stand on business, if you can't stand on fucking business. Why would you say it to somebody else? Now, mind you. <laughs> If you wouldn't say that to somebody else, why would you say it to yourself? Damn. It's like there's, no, and it's crazy because, like, in that sort of mental state, there's like no filter. Not even past no filter. You are gaslighting, gatekeeping, not really girl bossing like yourself. Like, you, it's like a firing squad. And it's like all the voices in your head against you. It's like, fuck. Like, you, I, like you would not say that to anybody else. I wouldn't say that to anybody else. This is why nobody loves you. Whoa. That's not my place to say that that's not my place to say that <laughs> like fuck and obviously that doesn't do anything doesn't like help the situation at all um and, and it's also like a very generalizable like general like thing that i've said to myself in the past i know there's like a bunch of other things that i've said um that i cannot think of at the moment or because i can't either because i a block them out or b they happened a long while ago c um they were very specific Ooh, <laughs> listen 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 there is nothing like reading yourself because it's like nobody knows you better than you pookie and it's like nothing it's like your own like roast but it's like you've been like the ter most terrible person all of, all of all history which obviously is not true but you know when you're oh it's like <laughs> it's like when you're getting jumped in like um um you know those anime jumping hm jumpings when the when the character like gets beat up by two people like real bad like Jujutsu Kaisen kind of bad. Anyways, like it's really bad for you. Like, <laughs> I mean, foot on neck dragging by the wig, by the weave, by the sew-in, like peeling at the scalp one by one, strand by strand. Like it's, oh my goodness. Which I get it. It's like, it's not our own fault. Like we have, we are, we, <laughs> our, we, damn, we ourselves. No, that doesn't make any sense. Ourselves, us. The person we the people 
of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. No. What am I trying to say here? Oh my God. I get, sometimes I feel like I need Adderall. Like I really need that bad. Like I used to have it and then I was like, no, I'm actually depressed. And then like, no, you actually like, uh, anyways. We have our own like supply of ammunition and we have no issue using it against ourselves. Like girl. And most of the time is really not even deep. Like sometimes, yes, you should be hard on yourself, especially when you fuck up really badly and need to like learn, you know what I mean? But like most of the time is like, you need to give yourself a lot of grace, which I know I haven't done. Um, and it really sometimes it takes a lot of mental work to take that step back and be like, okay, whoa, let's let we're we're in sixth gear right now. Let's bring it down to like two. You know what I mean? Um, as a matter of fact, let's get out the car, take a step back, enjoy the scenery, and like really like take in like what it is that we're really beating ourselves up over. Like, is it something that we can control? Is it out of our control? Is it our circumstance? Is this really who we are as a person? If so, how can we grow from it? Really long tangent, but that's how we can, we, we're easily, we are so easily and readily able to be our own biggest tool of destruction because we know the most about ourselves. I need to start ta stop talking about we, like I'm preaching, like I am not, nothing of the sort. <laughs> as I've learned, let me correct myself, as I've learned, I was my I've been my own biggest tool of destruction, um, and my own biggest op for that matter, because I know the most about myself, and I know, and I like bitch. I've been through all the filler episodes. I've been through all the finales and the seasons, and it's so easy. And and the um, what what do they call it? Like the, the tragedies are the lowest points of my story for that matter too, and it's so easy to dig all that up and sort of like ball it up and like stick it to this this current issue that has nothing to do with it at all but mainly just to make myself feel even worse which is like so counterintuitive and so counterproductive and yet it's almost in a way like misery loves company the same and it's like misery loves also all the toppings too and might, might as well throw in the kitchen sink which is what i call i feel like i call it kitchen sinking but i don't feel like that's an original concept where at least when it comes to like this, or maybe when you're having an altercation with somebody else where it's like, now you're bringing up every other thing that happened in the past or bringing up every other little thing um, about something that doesn't really relate to the issue, but it's like been stewing and brewing and un hasn't been unpacked yet. And so therefore <laughs> now we're throwing everything and the kitchen sink, kitchen sinking into the situation. And, and with that, I guess in a sort of like tangential way with misery loving company and misery loving all the toppings in the kitchen sink. Yep. 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 It's like so easy to grasp at. Like it's so, it's a bit too easy to just be like, to be like, Oh, you fucked up really bad and you deserve to die. Damn. Like, no, no, but, it, but see how it's a bit easy, too easy to do that. Instead of being like, damn, you really fucked up. But you know, there is more to life than the situation and circumstance. And therefore, as you've made it thus thus far in life, after many other fuck ups, probably worse, maybe, you still are here in mostly one piece um, in that, you know, it's like a moment to where you can 
pivot and you know use it as a learning experience i think mistakes are so powerful when it comes like learning or learning experiences for that matter because then it's like you're not really gonna you're it's like it's sort of like cemented in you like or etched onto you like a tattoo or something where you can always call back to that mentally call back to the situation and try to apply it um, not only to the shadow work that you're doing or the work the personal inner work that you're doing or to a new situation for that matter like it, it's it's almost it, it is leveling up at the end of the day like you are learning new things it's like a new um tm or whatever like whatever they call him pokemon like i'm not gonna sit here and lie like i know things about pokemon even though i've played it before haven't played the recent ones haven't played in a while it does take a lot to sort of get to that point of of being able to pivot or realize or like sort of like remove yourself from whatever situation it is um, to really stop beating up on yourself and realize, okay, I can actually use this as a means to better myself, to level up, to gain experience points, however the fuck you want to think about it as. And point making takes a while to do that. I really, I need to get along with these fucking points that I have written down. Anyways. <laughs> oh, it's hard to get to that point because of sort of the... I hate how easy it is for like a passing, a, like almost like a passerby, like a comment. Ooh, drive-by comment, please. Um, it, whether it be like from your peers, your parents, or parental figures, whether it's like growing up in your home or, you know, your the experience, the things that you experienced growing up, um, the people around you, like. And I think of it like it literally is a job because it's like, what business do you have commenting commenting on whatever the fuck I got I got going on? You're not a therapist, first of all. You're not my damn mommy, your daddy anyway. Um, even so they can they they can be even the, the worst offenders anyway. Um, but when they speak in your ear or like they're just driving by and being like, Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can only do this, you can only do that. And it's like those affirming experiences, you know, obviously it's fuel to the fire um it's the fucking tea to those inner those voices in your head clearing their throats and be like i'm actually actually i have something to say here actually i i'm i have a slur to say like it's really sick and twisted how that works but and given that to some extent a good portion if not a majority of your feelings i feel are like learned from your environment However, if we like, if like, 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 think, listen, 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 listen to me for a second. Like, what if we, I don't know, what if we just said, fuck the haters and fuck what anyone else thinks? Like, <laughs> remember, like, don't forget to hit that block button. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm referencing a meme here and it's like a Zuri from, oh my God, that from, no, Zuri from, jesse hey jesse like and she's at like the, i think she's at the kids voice where she's just like <laughs> don't forget to hit that block button like she's so real for that anyways um even after we do all of that sort of work where we put where we sort of put this like blockade between us and the external being everybody else and whatever they have to think we start thinking for ourselves or hey you know we stop stimulating ourselves we stop baiting and gooning for one second and we're like ooh, wait what are the thought what are the voices in my head saying but i think we were sort of i think the reason why it's so easy to sort of like 
<laughs> mentally um, jump yourself. I'd like to think that naturally homeostasis is something that is desired. I know that's something that I well, no, because now if I say I, it doesn't really make much more sense. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stick with we. <laughs> the reason why there's so much internal conflict is because there, or the ease in which you can bring yourself down is because maybe in some ways we subconsciously don't want to do the work. <laughs> we don't want to, it like is so much mental work to reconfigure your brain. Like think of how much, how much work it is to just like reconfigure. And this is my PC girlies. Um, how it is to like do cable management, like it, bitch. You gotta untangle. You gotta like make sure everything's plugged in the right place. Make sure you like get the Velcro, um, and tie the things together. Sometimes, like I have this cute little pouch under my desk too, where I can like tuck them away and like, you know, minimize the amount of cables that are showing. Like same thing. Like it is, it is an event that you have to plan for, and the same thing can be said about <laughs> undoing all of these hardwired uh like connections that in connections and cognitions that we have that we've learned and that we've thus had like affirming experiences with and when i say affirming it's not affirming doesn't always have to be great um affirming can be anything that confirms a belief quote unquote belief i'm using air quotes belief about yourself or something for that matter and if you keep encountering that it's like well damn you know, maybe I am X, Y, and Z or ABC. And so back to my point being that subconsciously, it, we know it's going to be a lot of work to actually be like, wait, no, you know, let's, let's really been, cause you know, the emotions are flowing. The emotions, like emotions have so much momentum behind them where it's like, it's hard to like, just like stop, make them like stop. You know what I mean? And so we, we just keep going with those emotions. We don't want to think about the fact that we can or could achieve homeostasis. And so this is much easier to just like push the, push down the, the throttle, the pedal. You know what I mean? Let's just keep going. Actually, as a matter of fact, I got nitrous in the back. Let's um, fast and furious to this bitch off the fucking bridge. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's too easy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I would like to think myself included that we want to be able to look in the mirror and love what we see. We want to think positive and happy thoughts. We want to believe in our ability to accomplish any and all things that we set out to be. Granted, granted, um, this is a, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I have to like really in a little bit, really in a, because we can't, oh, we can't, we're, we're real. We are realists. You have to be real. A good portion of the time or sometimes depending on the person, mental health and mental illness can impede on one's ability to perceive or create positivity. So like, I'm not saying get therapy, bitch, but I'm saying like get therapy if you've been struggling with that for a while. And yeah, as a matter of fact, I recommend therapy for anybody, especially if you're still a dependent, like girl, go get that therapy, especially if you're under your parents' insurance. As a matter of fact, make sure that they're in network. And also, sometimes they have like this thing called Lyra or Lyra, and it's like a therapy benefit where you can get like 12 free sessions per year, which I know isn't like great, but like is better. Like there <laughs> one, even one session a year is better. And having somebody just like listen to you and like guide you through something is so much better than like no, no therapy at all. You know what I mean? 
and those late time late night FaceTime calls or hell even listening to this podcast isn't gonna like do it for you. I promise. Like sometimes you just need to I mean sometimes, well, sometimes you just need you need to just talk to a professional. And especially if you've been struggling with trying to create positivity with your own life or why you can't or why you're like just keep hitting this like mental roadblock and you just won't stop beating up on yourself, like you're all bruised and battered girl, like consider it. Yeah. Yeah, consider it. And if you're still dependent, see what your parents' benefits are. Cause usually when it comes to that kind of thing, is usually available to your to their dependents. You know, get through feet therapy if your partner's working for somebody and they offer that. It it all depends. Um, but definitely something to think about. Definitely something to like there's different ways. I think they have like vouchers and stuff too online. I really don't know a lot about that because I haven't done any personal research into that, but I think, yeah, I think research, research is good. Research is great. Yes. So do that. Definitely do that. And so, oh wait, now I had to take a, I had to take a second and really process what the hell I was saying. <laughs> no, I'm kind of making points here. So tap in bitch, tap in, like dial in. Like I know you're stimming on something right now, or you might be watching something in the background, but like dial in for a second. Put put down the fucking uh, subway surface and the am I the asshole? Me M twenty three M and forty three F. You would be loving yourself a lot more if you put in the same effort as you did when you were loving somebody else. Makes sense. Like like think of yourself as like a partner, and I would like to think. <laughs> that at base value, everybody wants a relationship to succeed. Everybody wants their partner to be happy. Everybody wants to do everything that they can uh, to uplift and love and support and uh, be able to have their partner lean on them. And so my point, so, and what I'm saying is that we put in so much effort for everybody else, which is, is very easy. You know, that doesn't take any self-reflection or anything of the sort. Like you can just, you need to give love. And sometimes in, in, in many cases you receive it back without any like question. It's very natural, but then it's like giving love to yourself. Oh, mm. it's like, <laughs> it's like putting down another, um, what is it like another like uno card on top of like the uno reverse card maybe like another reverse it's like oh actually no we're reversing it back to you thank you because just thinking like thinking deeper or taking time to think about oneself is just like it's so it, it feels so icky you know what i mean it's like oof. you know what i mean it's like it's one thing to see yourself naked in the mirror but it's another to like have your see your own naked thoughts like oh girl put some clothes on or just like close the door and like walk away you know what i mean and so it's like we would let so much just slide when it comes to ourselves, especially when it comes to loving on ourselves. And so it therefore begs the question, <laughs> why is it so hard to ha have that same energy for yourself? And I think it's really easy to say that it's a lot of all of it is internalized. You know, throughout our entire life, our, our mere exist to exist is to internalize, I feel. But part of that in internalization is like we need that uh, positive reinforcement. And I feel like a, for a good portion of us, maybe our parents didn't say that they loved us enough. Maybe they just maybe they just did things that a parent was supposed to do 
and therefore they felt they were a good parent and therefore you believe they're a good parent they put a roof over your head they did this had that and third they did bare minimum or they did more than bare minimum they paid for things or they provided yada 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 but hearing you know positive reinforcement or you know being affirmed in that the direction that you're going is good or that what you're what you're thinking or what you're feeling is is okay and good is really really important and <laughs> without that it can feel like for me at least that that my life has only consisted of fuck ups and mistakes and no like high points or points or where I can just be proud of myself. I, I'm not allowed to feel proud of myself because I'm not allowed to feel proud of myself because I don't know how to. Why? No positive reinforcement or at least in the right way. Sometimes it just needs to be direct to be like, like just tell a bestie like, girl, you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. Per, we're a partner or whatever, whatever, what have you. Like we're all, <laughs> we're all wounded children here. Like, please help a bitch out. Uh, and a good example is I recall one of my close friends, and you know who you are if you're listening. I feel like we were playing, I want to say we were playing, we're not really strangers. I'm not sure. This could be a completely different friend, but I, if my memory is correct, I think one of the questions, the question itself was, what is something you wish you heard more often? My response essentially was that I wish I had people tell me that I was doing a good job, that I was doing the right thing, that despite my failures, I'm doing okay. Because when you're moving through the world, or at least when I, when I say you, and when I'm speaking in like the third person, I'm speaking from also experience. I feel like that's kind of obvious, but I just don't, I feel like in order not to sound like a narcissist, like I know everything, I feel like I need to <laughs> clarify that. But I know you girls are smart, so bear with me. And I know you get that. And I know, you, like the girls I got to get it and the girls that don't, don't. I'm so sorry. But to go through the world without any sort of like I keep using the word affirming them without any positive reinforcement or cheering on or somebody else, like just like pointing out the good job that you did. What is the, and I don't mean to get too deep or darker nihilist here, but I don't want to say what is the purpose of anything necessarily. Cause I feel like that's a very gross assumption to make or statement to make for that matter but more so the praise of others creates purpose in a sense and i know there's things that we can do for ourselves and for our own happiness but sometimes not even sometimes like a good portion of the time somebody else's praise is like fuel like damn you know what i mean it's like we're not all <laughs> we're not all electric you know what i mean people i mean once you do like like I would like to say that once you like get really far in your shadow work, like, okay, maybe, maybe then you can be considered a hybrid. Like, okay, I have the tools where I can hype myself up and I know I can do better, et cetera, et cetera. And still, you know, and, and still, um, accept and appreciate the praise that you get from time to time. But for, <laughs> for, I like to think for like a, a lot, a, a good portion of us, a lot of us are only getting what maybe 20 miles per gallon you know what i mean like no no now i'm talking in crazy analogies my point being like praise is the fuel girly you know what i mean it feels like oh feels expensive also maybe 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 i'm making a really deep point maybe i'm, I'm really mind fucking you here aren't i 
Like I'm really, anyways, let me stop. Let me stop before I get too freaky on this podcast. But it keeps us going. It keeps the momentum going. It fuels us to keep going. It allows us to sort of be like, oh, well, thank, thank you. You know, I'm glad that you, or just somebody like noticing, noticing, feeling noticed is really nice. Feeling seen is really nice. And just knowing that you're doing things right, especially in your 20s, late teens, early 20s for that matter, um, where life feels really directionless, especially even when you're in college and you feel like you have a direction. I know there's a lot of times where I was like, damn, like, am I really doing this? Do I really like this? Do I really feel like this? Do I really, is this really my future? Can I pivot? Can I do this and then a third? Like, so many questions about so many things. Everything's so confusing. Even post-grad, everything's so confusing. And especially, like, positive reinforcement is so crucial when it, when there are so too many unknowns in your life or too many things that you don't know how are going to turn out or how they're going to go. And just to have that sort of outsider perspective-ish or even if somebody's who's somebody who's close to you who's been like watching you progress, just be like, no, you're literally doing fine. Like everything's gonna be fine. Like it's totally okay to feel like just being told that it's okay to feel a certain way is <laughs> like it, it can almost like change, flip the whole situation or circumstance on its head and be like, oh wait, you're right. Like it really doesn't matter. It's really not that deep. I'm beating on myself for a reason. Like it's gonna be okay. I'm so glad that you told me that because now somebody somebody else who is familiar with the situation or has gone through before or can sympathize or empathize with it you know like i'm not alone not alone like alone? you look come on now look at us making points here look at us making points i feel like we're gonna end that there because i don't want to keep going on a tangent about this but i feel like i feel like like come on now we're all we're, we're all connected by elon musk's Neuralink, and i feel i can feel you guys getting it i can feel you guys getting it and understanding and picking up what i'm putting down Period. But I think a fun way to end our, <laughs> our topic on positive reinforcement is beauty is an eye of the beholder, as I say. And the standard of beauty is very Eurocentric, is very Caucasian, is very white supremacy. We know this. We know this. And yet, as subjective as beauty is, there's yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, there's still, and there probably always will be this like sort of objective um, view of what beauty is or what should be, you know what I mean? Or cuteness for that matter. And maybe it's a lot better now and everybody has like, <laughs> is giving everybody grace um, for how they look and as they should, like everybody looks different and should embrace their uniqueness. Unique, you know what I mean? As Beyonce said. Um, but then, like <laughs> growing up, um, I don't want to call it growing up ugly, because like you, just, it's like how can you be ugly when you haven't even just grown into your features yet? But I maybe I should say growing up not the standard of beauty. I feel like that's more it makes more sense. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you guys might. Well, actually, let me not say. Let me. You guys are gonna relate if I say growing up ugly, <laughs> assuming that you went to the same thing. But for me. For me, it was oof, it was real bad for me, girl. Especially growing up as somebody who <laughs> is brown colored, first of all, already at a loss. 
already at a loss. And then also in the closet. And then also just not really understanding my own like self. I feel like beauty really, <laughs> at least my own beauty and the beauty of others that I've you know witnessed really comes like you become you really become the peak bad bitch that you meant to be is when you really start f- not like feeling your oats or anything well yes feeling your oats obviously self-confidence in, inside and out but also like when you finally find like your vibe when you find your aesthetic and like something that that makes sense to you and that you feel like finally like yourself and when you finally reach that and you finally like are able to create the the person that you always like wanted to be and I feel like that's when you're really at your peak, you know what I mean? And so it's really tough, especially when you're growing up and it's like everybody's sort of trying to conform to looking a certain way, i.e. either the mag convoys, the hot viners, or O2L. <laughs> like um, these white men, oof, these white men being the pinnacle, pinnacle of male beauty standards and that's reflected in my own environment as well. Growing up in the burbs. Like people who looked like them were always revered in some in some way and not (laughs) like please i was literally never going to be free especially because like the need to be skinny and have a six pack and always have that hair and that like that is it called like a quiff or whatever like like a queef like i don't know fucking know like he's like when you like put like your you gel your hair back it's just like kind of going up like it's kind of like it looks like a wave or whatever and it's like (laughs) <laughs> like my curly hair is not doing that. It's never gonna is never gonna do that. And if it does, it's gonna look really weird. And so it was very much in the second place and naive. But it's really hard to like dissect that, especially when that's all that we're fed in media through oof, through Tumblr girl, through YouTube, whoever's popping on YouTube and everything. So but you live and you learn. And then this growing up unattractive thing, at least for me personally, is like be like sometimes it's like reopened for the silliest reasons. I'm not saying that this happens currently. I'm saying this happened like a couple years ago. Okay. Damn. Um, it's sort of realizing that you weren't allotted the same experiences that your other peers might have had. Like I remember somebody was telling me about their all like the closeted men that they used to hit that used to hit on them uh, once upon a time in high school. And I was like, damn, was I not attractive enough, attractive enough for that to happen? You know what I mean? But at the same time, I was like, looking back, I'm like, well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was very much growing up unattractive. Like, I was very, like, I look back to myself and I was like, oof, who would want to hit that? Who would want to take a peek out of the closet and try to like rope me up and rope, rope, like get me in there? Like, no. No, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. But still, like, this silly, in this, that little silly way, like, it kind of hurts where it's like, well, fuck, like, I wasn't, like, attractive enough or fit enough or masculine enough. But point being that there wasn't enough, there weren't enough examples of black beauty in my sphere or just beauty that doesn't conform to a certain sort of standard, if you get what I'm saying. And like now where it's like really beautiful, especially when it comes to like gay Twitter, I'll just say gay Twitter, where like you literally have the entire spectrum of men and, you know, different like it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like going to 
<laughs> oh my god it's like going to epcot like around the world bitch like getting a little bit of everything like it's nice it's affirming it's so so nice to, like finally see and be like exposed to that and be able to just see all different kinds of beauty and what it like looks like i feel like ever since i've familiarized myself with that community now online community for that matter or that space or that sphere it did wonders for my self-confidence girl like i was like oh wait they're fine and they kind of look like me wait am i kind of fine and that was sort of like the beginning of me you know finally being comfortable in my own skin my own beauty and attractiveness etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm not going to sit here and stroke myself off but you get it and then switching gears a little bit i think there is um in importance to talk about it's all it always goes back to childhood it, it always does like you oh please so much of therapy is really just like childhood let's let's divulge in that but i mean there are those are it's really just about formative years let me have to say it's just about childhood it could, it, formative years is from the day you were born bitch the day you get married bitch the day you die like every, everything's a formative year but and this is sort of dipping into the delulu lemon episode in the sense of you know being your own biggest hater but also in the sense that it's holding you back from achieving things or you're overly anxious to you know leave whatever you deem is st stable because of how things in your life have gone i know for me personally i never really had the at least growing up, I never really had the stability or the environment to explore all my interests outside of the ones that take place in the home, you know, video games, because video games were always there, no matter how much we moved. But when it came to taking on like a sport or extracurricular, uh, extracurricular activity, it felt like a heavy, like personal commitment to make. Especially when both my parents were at work. And it was like, well, damn, who's going to fucking pick you up from practice? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there isn't that luxury of being able to have one of your parents like get home early or hell even be at home uh, to be able to help you make those commitments. So it was like very much on you. You know what I mean? And, and even when it came to going to and from like activities on weekends. And so this sort of created the, and this sort of like it's sort of when it and so when it came to exploring new interests there never was much of a lightheartedness or freedom to it. it it felt more like a business decision and therefore i knew that if i had to do this i had to make it a huge commitment because there it feels like something there there is something riding on this or it feels like if i don't like it well damn i can never do it again Especially when at the root of it all, it is all about how much time your parents have, how much money it costs, or whether or not they can pay for it all. You know, the stakes, or even like the, well, I said time already, but I was going to say stringent schedule. I, not when it comes to just allowing yourself to live a bit, not when it comes to allowing yourself to learn something new, even if you don't end up liking something. That's, that's a new story. That's something new to think, to like put in the back of your pocket, or the back of your mind. You know and take that along with you along with you on life or whatever what have you and without always feeling there was something always more important to consider and yet 
with <laughs> and yet with this sort of but relying on this way of thinking doesn't really save you from anything it, it it's just saving you from being able to live your life <laughs> or to be able to live or to be able to experience things or to be able to, to learn new things I feel like we're always so afraid to make mistakes when mistakes are the reasons that we're, we that we got to the place that we are. Learning in itself is just a bunch of mistakes happening in order until you finally get it. And so in in creation of this episode, I sort of made this, not like quote, I guess, because I know it's not <laughs> an original thought, and sort of an anecdote that is as follows. How long until you realize that life, and yours in particular, is worth more than monotony that when we prioritize living over simply existing i hope that made in my head i was like damn she ate like she's such a philosopher like like wow she's the philosopher of our generation like damn she really in her mood i think what i'm trying i think the point that i'm trying to make is that i remember it was like sort of in the form of a question that this podcast that I was listening to sort of asked, you know, at what point did you realize that you, I think it was, oh, right. At what point did you stop surviving and started living? Something to that extent. And it really stuck with me. And that's why this is sort of like a really shitty rendition of whatever, whatever that was. But I think it's a really important thing to consider because, and I get it, there are life, <laughs> as I said before, is not inherently meant to be easy and for a lot of us, we're sort of born without the right cards in our hands. And even so, if we are, then damn, some other issue is plaguing us, you know what I mean, that we have to get rid of, or we have to clean up the shit that somebody else caused in our own life, et cetera, et cetera. Like, could be anything. And that takes years and years and years to sort of sift through or even survive, for that matter. And sort of like when you come out on the other end, you're still in like the survival mode. And I feel like at some point you sort of have to take a step back, as I have before, and sort of just ask yourself, like, how much longer do I have to keep surviving? Like, any, any, and usually this is sort of after things sort of like die down and you're able to sort of really like sit in all the things that you've experienced thus far. And it's really important to like wonder, like, okay, well, at what point am I going to start like living? At what point am I going to, at what point do I not have to worry? about my own survival which in itself is a luxury and a luxury that i wish everyone could have and experience we all grow into our features it's imperative this is homework that you find some qualities of yourself that you find unique and therefore you have to find some qualities of yourself that you enjoy slash love otherwise you may never love the person that you are working to become whether it be regard to your your looks or your passions or what have you, you have to love yourself within the process. As ugly as it may be, as much as you might hate and despise yourself and this, that, and the third about yourself, you know, in all the effort that you put in, you have to appreciate something, find something to appreciate. Even if it's the smallest little thing or some sort of compliment that you've received from somebody else regarding anything, it'll keep you going. It'll keep you going. My Instagram is Wildish Cappy. Same thing as always. Um, 
if you know me, know me, that is my place where all the that is my that's that those are where my sexy pictures go. Like you will see me shirtless. You might even see my butt, maybe. But that's because I'm feeling my oats. I'm feeling myself. And if you have an issue with that, kindly fuck you. Okay. <laughs> it's it's really for my for my girlies and my gays. You know what I mean? Like, come on, I'm on there to serve cunt. Like sue me, damn. But it's been a pleasure. It's been a ride. Um, it's been a whole Boston Tea Party over here, actually. But you know, and yet we keep going, and yet the world keeps spinning, and we persevere. And yeah, thank you. So, if there's a question below, feel free to answer it if you'd like. Depending on what it might be, maybe it might be get published on the episode. Maybe it might not. Um. And oh. And then the link in the description is really just for any submissions. If you have any, because I really want to get into, I really want to get into the nitty gritty, and I want to hear what y'all be going through. Um, and it's really just, it's just like any other podcast that you listen to that has like listener letters and stuff. It's very self-explanatory. If you're into that, you're into that. If you want to share some, share some. If you want to shake some, shake some. You know what I mean? Uh, for my last, for my first episode, I think I got. I, <laughs> What are the responses for what? So what dreams are you delulu about? Somebody said kissing you on the mouth. Girl, you freaky as fuck because you didn't even spell mouth correctly. You spelled it with an F. Please. Anyways, stay super freaky. Have great vagina. And I'll see you in the next one. That Nikki said that, by the way. That's not an original quote. Bye.